picture here of, of um, the cover of this book. This is my well-loved childhood copy of The Phantom Tour Booth. It's one of my favorite books, and I actually still read it. I read it all the time. Um, and in the book, uh, the boy, Milo, lives a really boring life, I guess. He's just super disinterested in everything. He hates everything. He hates his life. He hates his parents. He hates school. So one day, when he comes home from school that he hates, he finds a toll booth in his room following a little car. So what would any normal kid do is get in the car and drive through the toll booth and he ends up in the lands beyond where he has adventures and learns lessons and makes new friends. My favorite adventure that he has is when he gets to the Silent Valley. Now the Silent Valley is a place where no sound is allowed. So that means you can't hear ducks quacking. That's one of my favorite sounds of ducks quacking. You can't hear ducks quacking. You can't hear crickets or frogs. Um, you can't hear telephones ringing. There's just complete silence. Well, Milo gets there. The people in this town ask him for help because they want to talk to each other. They want to hear each other talking to them. They write on their signs, help us, please, explain the situation. And so um, he goes to this fortress where the soundkeeper lives. What the soundkeeper does to keep the noise from um, happening in the town is every time they try to make a noise, she takes it and locks it in a vault. And the only place that sound is allowed is where she lives, but it has to be quiet. Milo gets there, he knocks on the door, she lets him in, he's talking to her, she explains her side of the story, um, but she still doesn't want sound, and so Milo, he keeps asking, can't I just take one sound with me for a souvenir, just one, and she's like, no, you can't have it, but what he does is he starts to say a word, but he catches it in his mouth before it comes out, and he goes back to the people in the valley, and spits it into a cannon where they level it straight towards the fortress, shoot that word out, and it breaks the whole fortress into smithereens. And this is what the book says. This is probably the best two sentences in the entire book. For a while, there was total and deafening confusion. And then, almost as quickly as they'd come, all the old sounds disappeared over the hill in search of their new freedom. And things were normal again. Now, I don't know about you, but the enemy has convinced me that there are words that I'm not allowed to say. These are things that he's told me um, I will be judged for. Things he's told me are too ugly. There is no place to talk about that in church. And maybe if you keep talking about that, because there were things I used to talk about and I stopped talking about. If you keep talking about that, people are going to get so tired of hearing about it, and then they're not going to be your friend anymore. 
Visualize. Now, I don't know what your word is. I'm going to set some words free, though, today. Because it makes it easier if someone else is going to go first. So I'm going to do it. Maybe your word is depression. Or anxiety. That's okay. It's also okay if your word is addiction. Self-harm. Eating disorder. Suicide. Cancer. Chronic pain. Chronic illness. These things aren't too ugly for Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, if you can let those words out, there's going to be room for Jesus to put new words. So if you can find someone you trust, if you can go to house church, if you can set those words free outside of yourself, you're going to start to hear different words. Like freedom. Carried. Loved. Victorious. Redeemed. Righteous. Justified. Healed. And so, I want you to know that if you shoot those words straight out of yourself, shoot them right into the light where shame can't hide, you will begin to make your way into new freedoms too. And that's how I saw God in a children's book. <laughs>